Welcome to the Commit to Fit podcast with Gina Marie Burke. I am on a mission to help women gain strength and confidence inside the gym so they can thrive in all other areas of their life. Today's episode is from the heart. It's the things I needed to hear when I was in my younger 20s and the advice I wish I would have taken sooner. Every woman in their 20s needs to hear this. Not disregarding any other age ranges, but I'm 26 and I can't tell you what you need to hear in your 30s quite yet. On the last two episodes, you got a taste of my story and how I found fitness, how I started my business, and if you haven't listened yet, I urge you to go back and do so as you'll get a better understanding of me and where I've come from. And if you do enjoy this podcast or these topics resonate with you in any way, please take 30 seconds to write a review or give us a rating or share with a friend. That is how we can reach more listeners, and the more listeners we reach, the more impact we can make. Now, there are a lot of things I wish I would have learned, been taught, or advice I should have followed a few years ago. But I've learned that I can't turn back the clock. I can only learn from my mistakes and create podcasts like this one to help women in their 20s struggling with self-confidence, self-worth, limiting beliefs, not knowing who they are, or struggling to figure it all out. I know I can help with some of that stuff. And now newsflash, you don't have to have it all figured out. And you don't have to follow the societal norms and pressures that are laid out for you in your 20s. You don't have to go to college. You don't have to graduate. You don't have to get a job, find a partner, get married, buy a house, have kids all before you're 25. You don't have to do any of that unless that is your absolute dream. But you need to drop the shoulds you've put on yourself. I should be this. I should be doing that. I should have a house by now. I should, I should, I should. You're going to drive yourself crazy. When you put these shoulds on yourself, you're basically telling yourself that you're not good enough. And you are good enough, just the way that you are. And that's easier said than done or felt, trust me. I felt trapped by the shoulds. I felt worthless. My confidence was non-existent, and I didn't know that I didn't even have to follow these shoulds. For me, it felt like I was just going through the motions of life and just reacting to whatever would come my way. You see, I went to college, I graduated, I got the big girl job, I did the shoulds, and I thought because I did those things, I would be happy but I was completely unsatisfied with every area of my life to the point where I would continuously self-sabotage any achievement or goal because I didn't think I was worth more than what I had. I thought I was only worth the shoulds. After I found fitness, and it stuck around this time, I started to get fed up with myself. I was perpetuating bad habits, and I kept asking myself, why are you doing this again? You know this isn't going to get you to your goals. You said you were going to stop drinking on weekdays. 
You said you were going to save more money this month, but you just spent it all at Target. Why are you still doing these things? And that voice in my head, the internal dialogue, it got louder and louder and louder. And I am so thankful that it did because I started calling myself out on my own bullshit. And when that starts to happen, when you are absolutely fed up with yourself, that is when the real change happens. And that real change starts with keeping promises to yourself. The promises that you previously broke time and time again, especially the little things. You said you were going to work out in the morning. It's the morning. You need to get up and go work out. You said you were going to start reading again. Well, pick up a book, stop scrolling, stop mindlessly watching The Office, and read a book, even if it's just one page. You see, when you start keeping promises like that to yourself, you are now telling yourself that you can do it, that you are worth more than what you have, that you can start taking action on your goals. And when you keep promises to yourself over and over again, you start to build your confidence back up. And confidence in your 20s is slim. There are so many outside factors that can dictate our own self-worth and confidence. You know, there's comparing your body to someone on Instagram, seeing someone get a promotion and you're left in the dust. Your best friend is getting married, but you haven't dated in years. You know, just a passive aggressive comment from a family member, I could go on. But the cool thing is, since we know that those outside circumstances can arise, We can't really control them whatsoever either. We can take control within ourselves by building our confidence from the inside out. And when we start to do that, those passive-aggressive comments don't hurt anymore. They don't even phase us. And this isn't easy. It takes years to cultivate a strong sense of self-confidence. I'm way more confident than I was a few years ago but I'm still working on it. And how we work on it is continuously keeping promises to ourselves. That's it. It's not found in a new body, a lower weight on the scale, in finding a partner. It is found within ourselves. And if you're still unsure where to even start when it comes to your self-confidence, I've got an idea for you. I urge you to start with fitness. It's relatively an easy promise that you can keep to yourself. You have two to three hours a week to work out, and don't tell me you don't. And not only are you building your confidence from keeping that promise, you are building your confidence in other ways during your workouts. When you lift, you feel strong. When you feel strong, you feel confident. And when you stay consistent week after week, you see results. When you see results, you feel confident. It's the one area that has a ripple effect into all other areas of your life and is a pretty low barrier to entry. You don't have to go to the gym. You can just go on a walk during your lunch hour as your workout. That's fine too. Don't make this any more difficult than it needs to be. But that brings me to this episode's sponsor, my own online coaching program, Commit to Fit Coaching. 
your one-stop shop, essentially, for fitness and nutrition programming and helping you get out of your own way through mindset and personal development. Our goal is to give you the strength, confidence, and education you need to become the absolute best version of yourself. We value a customized approach to coaching backed by science and education that gets you lifelong results and fits seamlessly into your lifestyle. We empower women to lift heavy, eat well, and create a balanced life. And ladies, this community is absolutely incredible. Not only do you get to work with a coach one-on-one for customized daily support, you get to join a badass team of women that are all on their own fitness and personal development journey. Now, this journey isn't easy. It's pretty damn hard. But it doesn't have to be with the right strategy and support. And that's where we come in. So if that's your jam, I'd like to invite you to apply for one-on-one coaching. I will put the link in the show notes. Now back to our episode. You don't have to have it all figured out, but you need to be in constant pursuit of your dreams. If you're having these feelings that you're meant for more, you want more out of this life, you're sick of your own bullshit, I want to share with you some actionable steps that have brought me out of feeling lost, depressed, angry, feeling sorry for myself, to, years later, feeling on top of the fucking world every day with a clear vision for my life, feeling and acting in total confidence, and starting to feel a lot more fulfilled with the life I have created. So, number one is taking control of my health. Because it's the catalyst for everything else. When you feel good and take care of your body, you can perform better. You can communicate better and ultimately live a better quality of life. You know, what does this look like? Weight training three to four times per week. Going on a walk without your phone every day. Eating your fruits and veggies, eating your protein, actually being an adult about your nutrition, and actually learning about health and fitness because you care about your health. Take control in that area first because it'll give you the confidence to take control in every other area of your life. Number two is investing in myself. I'm not talking about getting your hair, your nails done, buying a cute outfit. That stuff's great, but it's not investing in yourself. Investing in yourself is buying a book because you want to learn more. Buying a course because you want to create new skills and make yourself a more valuable employee. It's hiring a coach in any area, really, because you want to do what they've done. You want to get where they've, they are. Investing in myself has been the greatest thing for personal growth and because I'm telling myself that I am worth it. I am putting my own money on the line saying I am spending it on you, Gina. You are worth it. That's the biggest thing. Number three, scheduling time alone. Now, this could be hiking, weekend trips, afternoons at a coffee shop, 10-minute walk outside your apartment, whatever it is. Taking time to be with yourself and learning to like yourself for who you are is an amazing thing. 
This is something that I had been slacking on recently. But in the past few weeks, I decided that once a week, I'm going to take myself out to lunch, just me, a good meal, and my journal. And that has become one of my favorite parts of the week. It's just me, my thoughts. Sometimes I write down what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, maybe some to-do lists, maybe a reflection. Sometimes I sit there in silence because I just feel like it. But scheduling time alone is going to help you grow and understand yourself better, and you're going to start to fall in love with yourself all over again. Number four is journaling. I've gone through so many journals at this point now. There's a stack of them on my desk. But journaling helps you dive into your thoughts, your emotions, your beliefs to really get to the core of who you are and what the hell you want to create in this life. I didn't used to talk about my emotions a lot. I have a very avoidant attachment style and journaling has been one of the best things to get out of my own head and actually understand why I'm feeling a certain way, why I think the way that I do. It's been a constant stress reliever in my life. If you are someone that avoids tough situations like I do, grab a journal and start writing your thoughts because when you start to understand yourself a little bit more, you can start to make changes in your life. Those are the four things I recommend to someone feeling a little lost in their 20s and you know, knowing they want more out of life. I hope some of you take this advice and make some positive changes in your life. I used to listen to podcasts all the time and I would be inspired or think, yeah, I should get into journaling. But more often than not, the information would come in, but I wouldn't apply any of it, which didn't do me any good. So I want to stress to anyone listening, please apply what you learn. There is an infinite amount of information out there and you can listen and read all day and think you're going to change, but you're not going to unless you do the work. So take the advice, do the work, adapt it to your situation, and just take action on what you learn. You'd be surprised with what you can achieve. Now, please don't forget to leave a quick review, give us a rating, or share this episode with a friend or on your story because I'm sure you know someone that would benefit from hearing this message today. See you all next week.